Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne podcast. We pray this stirs you into a deeper relationship with Jesus and equips you to live a heaven on earth lifestyle daily. Enjoy. Because Jesus is the life. So technically, you know, anyway. Um, but uh, David, Pastor David's going to teach us. Uh, there's a lot of babies that are being born right now. We've got a lot of babies. Uh, our baby shower is this upcoming Saturday. January took... 10 years to go through February was like like February blew by it was absolutely nuts but uh, our baby shower is next Saturday and then Pastor Dave and Pastor Marissa's baby shower is like two weeks after that babe oh first week of April babies babies all around babies all around it's prophetic it's prophetic we're having babies um I'm trying to think of what else is coming up. Oh, yeah, we have a park day that's coming up. How many, many are, are park days? Remember, we go down to Claiborne Park, play kickball, play volleyball, eat. Um, we are going to do that uh, coming up March 10th is where we're going to do it. Here's what's going to happen, though. We are going to meet here and probably pray and do some worship and then head out. Here's the reason why. Because, uh, you know, we have visitors that come. And usually we would just shut the door and just go. But we want, we want those that are visiting and that God calls. How many know God is calling people to churches? There's been testimonies like crazy. God, God gave me this address. Somebody come. A friend told me I need to go here. I didn't even know this was here. Like God is calling people to churches. And in this season, he's going to plant people with their tribe, where they need to be, how they need to be there. And so we want to keep the doors open for that. And so we're not going to be here too long because we want to go have fun and hang out. Um, and so we're going to go play volleyball and just eat and just fellowship and just hang out with each other. Uh, family is important. Amen. And I think that might be all. I don't know if there's anything else. Some men's meetings, some women's meetings that are coming in. Uh, youth hangouts, things of that sort. So, anyway, Pastor Dave, equip us, man. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, man, it's lost. I was going to teach on something, but the Lord said, bring language to this. And then I was going to teach on sonship, but the Lord just wanted me to bring language to what was happening here in praise and worship a lot. Some people, like, what is praise? What is worship? And uh, talking about responding, you know, the, the word says uh, in John 4, the Father's looking for worshipers. You know, God. His responsibility, if you want to look at it, he's searching. Our responsibility is responding. You know, it's so important to once again what you're responding to, what you're going after, because what you respond to is show truly to, like, what you're in love with, what has your time, what has your gaze, what has your heart, to what you respond to. You know, and that's what Jesus is trying to teach this woman in John 4. It's like, where's your heart? Because you're responding to this rather than the Father's looking for worshipers to respond to him. Anyway, God's good. <laughs> I just want to share this real quick, as quick as I can, you know, not to give so much. But uh, like I said, I really just want to lay some foundation to what praise truly is to some of y'all. And, uh, and just more and more, you know, a foundation. We all know what a foundation is like. What, you know, if you want to look at a house, it's what it's built on. You know, if it's a horrible foundation, sometimes, you know, the house is probably not going to survive. <laughs> you know, and that's why the word calls what Jesus or what chief cornerstone. You know, if you want to look at some stuff, you know, when back in those days, lots of times when they built stuff, uh, the cornerstone, they literally, everything was built according to the cornerstone. What that was, it was something in a sense, the best way I can explain it right now was like, they would place the thing right there and everything they would do to build a foundation, they would go here, they would look back at the cornerstone. They would go here, they would look back at the cornerstone. They would go over here, they would look back at the cornerstone to make sure that's the way it's going to be built evenly, and that's how the foundation was going to be strong. That's why Jesus called, you know, the chief cornerstone, because everything we should do is built on Jesus and what he's accomplished. And that's what our praise is. Our praise needs to be built 
on Jesus and what he has done for us. We have to understand, it was amazing what just happened, took place during praise and worship. Imagine if you had this same feeling and the same breakthrough every day when you go home, every single day when you go to work. You're not upset, you know, you're not feeling, you know, all these different things, even though what? Trials and storms will come, but count it all joy. How do I count it all joy and celebrate? It's what my foundation is, is on the chief cornerstone of what Jesus has done for me. So this real quick, God wants us, you were created to praise. I'm telling you, the biggest lie you can believe, the biggest lie you can believe, and I'm really called to one of the words up there over there, halal, to act like a wild man, to be loud. The biggest lie I'm telling you you can believe is that's not my personality, that's not who I am. I'm telling you, beloved, you're called to give God a radical praise. You're called to give God a loud shout and a joyful noise to Jesus. You're called to do that. You may look at yourself and say, I don't know, it's awkward, it's weird, I don't know if I want to dance, I don't know. Believe me, <laughs> you are called to do that when, when you understand what Jesus has done for you. There's nothing else I can do except give him an offering of praise, what? Whatever he's died for me, when he's died for me, you know, and I understand that. You know, it's so funny, uh, uh, Jessica Koopman ran to a friend, an old friend of mine, and um, I really just knew him in junior high, because high school, I think, you know, he left, moved, whatever, but I knew him in junior high, and he knew me in junior high, so that's kind of what he remembers me as, I haven't seen him ever since. But he told Jessica Koopman, he told her, he's like, man, I remember Dave, man, like, he used to be quiet in junior high. You know, it's funny, though, because once again, I come to Jesus, and the biggest lie I believe about my praise, I'm a quiet person. It's who I am. I'm doing it in my heart. It's okay. Not saying it's bad, but what I'm saying, though, that wasn't truly who I am. It's once again when my foundation was understanding what Jesus was. So Psalms 119 says, Psalms 119, 164. If you're going to read a study or book, <laughs> go study Psalms 119, 164 verses. <laughs> Anyway, it says, I stop to praise God seven times a day. Seriously, this is what we're called to do seven times a day. When, whenever we start cultivating praise in our life again, that's when we understand this is the foundation I'm, being, I'm building my life upon, and it's the blood of Jesus. I'm building my life upon what Jesus done. Think about it, seven times a day. Ask yourself, that could be a conviction right there in your heart right now. Seven times a day, do I stop everything? David was a king. He was busy. He was running an entire nation. Come on, we just have works and hunts. We go, oh, man, I'm too busy. David was running an entire nation. And what did he say? I stop to praise him not once, not twice, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven times a day. I stopped to give him praise. Why? Because once again, it's showing us he was intentional about it, and this is what he built his life on. He knew what he was called to do this. And one other thing, because he was totally in love with God. <clears throat> I feel like I said, what we're intentional about, we're just going to truly uh, cultivate in our life. I believe we can't cultivate a strong foundation of praise. I mean, I, I believe we can't build a strong foundation of praise when we don't cultivate it in our life. If we want to grow in this, if we want to grow in understanding of what praise is and what we're called to do on a daily basis, not just when you come to church, not just when you come on a Sunday morning, it's not a, a switch you just flip up and say it's time to dance. <laughs> it's not like that. Because once again, if it is, that, those are the cycles you, you run into, Pastor Johnny was saying, who's tired of cycles? Who's tired of that? Joshua, it was prophetic sign. They walked around the wall. It's a cycle. What are you walking around? But it's the moment God said shout was the cycle was over. 
It was a walking around the same wall. Once they gave praise to God, that's when walking around the wall stopped. And I'm telling y'all, who's tired of doing that? Like he said, there's probably some people in here who are tired of going around the same mountain. And what, and what is God trying to tell us when you cultivate this lifestyle? Because what is it? All we're doing is celebrating. I'm not just yelling. I'm not yelling at the devil. I'm, I wasn't up here this morning shouting at Satan. I'm up here shouting to Jesus with joy and what he's done for me. So think, think of a life like that. Seven times a day you're praising God, not because you're shouting at the devil, not because, oh, God, man, I got to know, because you're in love with Jesus and you know what he's done for you. Just imagine living a life like that. Seven times a day you remind yourself that when you're at work, when you're at home, whenever you're at a family member, whatever it is, you remind yourself daily when you praise, like, I have joy. So I'm telling y'all, if you don't want to go around the same mountain, a key part of that is cultivating praise in your life. It's cultivating this praise. You know, 2 Samuel 6, uh, verse 5, it says, David and all his people of Israel were celebrating before the Lord, singing songs and playing all kinds of musical instruments. And it goes on, just explains all the instruments, but, you know, it's, you know, it's basically what we're doing this morning, right? Singing, praising God, you know, all these different things, you know. And it says, David and all the people of Israel... We're celebrating before they were celebrating. It's beautiful, right? We go read the next verse, and it says, but they arrived at a threshing floor. A threshing floor, you can look it up. It's a very, you know, uh, hard, you know, rough surface, bump, stuff like that. That's where last time the threshing floor described in the, in the Bible. It was, a, it was a surface of, you know, rough, you know, a bunch of, you know, bumps, all these different things. It wasn't smooth, you know. And this is what it says, but they arrived at, this is the very next verse, very next verse, after they were celebrating. But when they arrived at the threshing floor, the oxen stumbled. And we go on and we read this story. So once again, they're, they're praising God. They're celebrating, but once they what? Once their praise met a rough surface, it stumbled. Think about that. And how many times in our life that can happen? We're, we're excited Sunday morning at church. But then Monday comes along, we might stumble. We arrive at that rough, hard surface at work or, you know, health issues, financial issues. We arrive at that hard surface that isn't smooth, but it's bumpy. And what, that's, once again, what are we going to do? Is our praise going to stumble? Are we not going to give God a worthy of a shout? Are we going to once again go create this cycle again all week until Sunday morning comes? We can flip the switch back up and praise. What are we going to do when we arrive at that hard, rough surface? What are we doing when we arrive there? But it's all about the foundation your praise is built on. It's all about that because, because once again, their foundation they were basically carried by what? Oxen. That's what they're carrying the ark with, these animals. They're carrying the ark with oxen. But then it goes on. You read it. It literally talks about how priests started carrying the ark of the covenant. That's what happened next. But what I'm trying to get the picture of is this. What is your praise? What are you carrying your praise on? What's the foundation of it? That's what it, just ask yourself these questions. What, like, what is the foundation my praise is on? Why, you know, how come I'm happy one day and the next day I'm not? Or how come the next day I'm like, you know, depression, anxiety, all these different things. I'm celebrating because what is your foundation built on? Is it built on feelings? Is it built on substance? 
is it built on a relationship? Whatever it is other than Jesus, you know, what is it built on? Is it built on me seeing something? I have to see it with my eyes instead of, once again, one of the Hebrew words over there, praise, means to give him a sacrifice of praise without the answer over there. I'm telling you. Praise is probably, I believe, one of the biggest words, how many different words is used for because it's very important to God. He sees how important it is to us. So he's like, let me make seven different words and seven different ways to praise me because it's very important to us as a believer to understand that. It's not just based on people who are playing worship up here. It's not just based off the people who are outgoing. It's not just based off the people who have a loud personality or something. It's based off us knowing if we love Jesus. Very famous story, Acts uh, 16, 25. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to God. Very famous, you know, story we all know. And this is just, once again, a perfect picture of foundation, why it's important for your foundation. I love it because... <laughs> Uh, studying this this story a lot, I love studying it, but, I, you know, I share this before if you haven't heard. The reason why they speak about midnight, you know, very specific. Hello. They're very wise, very, very specific about the word praise here, about midnight. It's, it's a reason why it says midnight. It doesn't just say, hey, they started praising God, but they had to give a specific time. The reason why is because Paul and Silas received a punishment so crucial that by midnight, the people should have been dead. That is why it talks about Paul and Silas praised at midnight. Because by this time, the punishment they received should have killed them. That's exactly why it talks about midnight. It's very specific. It doesn't just say they started praising God. But because, that's why, that's the, you know, that's the big picture of it. So this punishment they received, these people of getting beaten in jail... Because they're in jail when they're singing this. You know, they're, they're singing in jail. The reason why they're in jail, of course, was preaching the gospel. And they got beaten severely to the point, like I said, by this time, they should have been dead. But it go on and it says, suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison, the prison was shaken to its foundations. Once again, foundations. Paul and Silas wasn't standing on a foundation of bondage, prison. But instead, they were singing hymns to God. And this is the new covenant. Paul and Silas were singing. This is Acts, right? When Jesus, you know, he just came back, you know, all these things resurrected, just died. You know, this is Paul and Silas singing praises, saying, God, Jesus, you died for me. The one and only sacrifice, you know, because why their foundation wasn't built, once again, on their circumstances. I'm telling you. We need, to, we need to learn and cultivate praise when our praise isn't built off our circumstances. Because if it is, Paul and Silas, once again, would have died. They would have just been stuck in prison. They would have just, once again, complaining, saying, God, you told me to preach the gospel. Look what it got me into. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, there was an opportunity for that to come into their mind to complain. But instead, once again, their foundation wasn't built off the outcome. It was built off one thing. It was the blood of Jesus. So when this, when the foundation they were standing on prison was shaken because their foundation of the blood of Jesus. And it's amazing because we know uh, what happens at the end of that story. If not, the jail, everyone was set free in the jail cell. Everybody was just set free. You know, everybody, the, the prison guards, literally the prison guards, not just the prisoners, but the prison guards literally came down and said, Paul, Silas, what must we do to be saved? 
what must we do to be saved? It's because, once again, they're praised, once again, their foundation. So no longer were these prisoners or, you know, these prisoners or the prison guards foundation wasn't no more of a world. But now out of nowhere, their foundation of praise became their foundation of praise. Their relationship, their relationship of Jesus now became their relationship with Jesus. So I'm telling you, let our praise be built on the right foundation. So we're not just going in cycles again. Who, truly, who wants to walk in victory daily? Who wants to walk in that victory every single day? Like I said before, the same exact attitude you have when you come into this place, when you praise and worship, you need to have that same heart every single day towards him. The last one I'll just say real quick, it's, it's beautiful. It says they sing, they sing praises and went out to the Mount of Olives, Matthew 26, 30. This is basically... Uh, this is basically right after when they took communion, when Jesus says this, you know, they went out and sang hymns and went out to the Mount of Olives, you know, and once again, the foundation, they sang praises after communion. Because why? Communion's what, if you don't know? The blood of Jesus and the body that was broken. That's what communion's about. It's about knowing what Jesus did for us on the cross, the wine, the blood, you know, the bread, the body was broken. They sang praises right after they took communion. Why? Because the foundation of their praise was what Jesus did on the cross for them. Because he knew, like, hey, this is going to happen to me, but let me tell you something. When you sing these praises to me, when it's built on what I'm about to do for you in life, Peter, John, everybody, you're not going to go into the cycle of being defeated every single day of your life. But instead, you're going to live a life of celebration daily. Like I said, who wants to live, free? Who wants to live in that freedom? Seriously. It's very simple. Jesus gives us this. It's very simple. I'm telling you right now, he's one of our foundation to be built on the blood of Jesus. So when we meet that thrust floor in life tomorrow or any other day, when we meet that rough, bumpy surface, what are we going to do? Are we going to stumble? Are we going to complain all day <laughs> until Sunday comes and flip the switch? Like, okay, I'm good now. What are you going to do? Seriously, what are you going to do? And not, like I said, not just that. You would literally be like Paul and Silas. Then what happens when you start cultivating praise in your life, then what's going to happen is these prison guards are going to come to you saying, what must I do to be saved? What must I do? As you cultivate praise in your home, in your household. Like I said, I'm just not wild when I come to church. I sometimes wake up my babies because I'm shouting or dancing in the house. Sometimes I'm like, God, no, but it happens sometimes. But at the same time, literally, it's just it's about cultivating praise in your household. I want a household of joy. I want a household of peace. I want a household of love. And that's what happens in my house, my household, the foundation that I want to build it on is the blood of Jesus. And so what do we do? We're constantly praising in our house every time we can. We're praising Jesus. We're giving him everything. Seriously, and, we're, and what happens, it cultivates, and sometimes, hey, my wife's praying, we have two bays, sometimes we can't hit that thresh floor. But at the same time, what happens when we cultivate praise, we have the reality check of saying Jesus is worthy. Jesus is better than my feelings I'm feeling right now. Jesus is better than only, Jesus is great, I'm going to praise you even though I only got two hours of sleep. <laughs> Literally. Even though I only got two hours of sleep, but guess what, I got to go to work. Guess what, I'm going to praise you, Jesus. I don't care. I'm going to praise you. You're worthy of it. If the enemy tries to beat me down, you only got two hours of sleep. You have the right to complain. Man, this it's kind of hard right now. My gosh. I have the right to do it. It looks like I can justify my, my feeling right now, feeling kind of upset and tired. 
But instead, I'm like, no, Jesus is worthy. And what happens? I go to work, and literally, I can share a testimony. People are just getting radically wrecked by Jesus, going to the gas station on lunch, people getting set free and saved. Why? Because praise God seven times a day, and literally, my mindset wasn't on my threshing floor, but instead, the prison guards came saying, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Come on. We don't want the lies of the enemy running our. Let's just stand up. Jesus, let's just focus on him right now. Jesus, we, <laughs> come on, we don't want our foundation, we don't want our celebration to be dictated by the way we feel. We don't want our celebration to be dictated by our health or finances. We don't want our, di- our uh, celebration to be dictated by, hey, I'm sleepy or not getting enough sleep, you know. We don't want that to be something, oh, hey, I'm having a rough day at work. We don't want that to dictate our celebration, God. So I pray for the people in this house, God, that literally they they just start having a hunger to say, Jesus, I want my praise, my celebration to be built on you. So when I meet this threshing floor, when I meet this thresh floor, God, I'm not going to stumble. When I meet this hard, rocky, bumpy surface, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to get frustrated and angry for hours and days. But instead, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to keep celebrating. Father, I pray that for these people in this place, God, because once again, we are made to give God praise. You're not left out. It's not only for a certain amount of people, and for me, it's not for me. You are called to praise God. Who in here knows what the number seven means biblically? It means complete. It means wholeness. Do we know that? If not, that's what number seven means biblically. It means wholeness and complete. And guess what? There's seven words of praise. You are made complete when you step into this praise on a daily basis. You are literally stepping into your identity on a daily basis. Yeah, come on. The temptations of the flesh. You start walking in victory. You won't walk in the uh, lust of the flesh anymore. Why? Because you start walking in victory daily of constant celebration for Jesus. So, Father, I pray that over this body right now, God, that when they go home, they were cultivated in their house. They're at work. They're driving in the car saying, hey, I got to praise God seven times a day. I didn't get enough sleep last night, but, hey, I got to praise him seven times a day to get my mind right so I'm not frustrated and angry all day. So maybe that bottle or, you know, something else becomes my satisfaction other than you, Jesus. I'm not going to justify that I feel angry and upset right now, but instead, hey, I love you, Jesus. Come on. The woman who was barren for years could never have no children in the Bible in the book of Isaiah. God said, sing aloud. And once she did, she literally had more kids than the person that was married. Come on. I'm not going to let my health dictate my celebration. I'm not going to let my health dictate the way I praise God. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, we love y'all. I'm telling you, don't let your health, don't let attitude, don't let a lack of sleep, whatever it could be. Of course, if you know, if you're getting yourself into that's different, but you know, the attacks of the enemy for real. Build your life on the foundation of what Jesus has done for you so you can live in joy daily. So you can, DJ one day asked me, this man DJ right here went out to you, he's like, man, like, we were always so happy and, you know, up and going. I was like, no, but once Jesus got a hold of me, I started praying, he changed my life forever. But anyway, God's amazing. He's so good. And like I said, this cake next door, we love y'all. God bless y'all.